Hello, welcome back to Turf Talk. We've had really our last weekend of Grade 1 action before the Cheltenham Festival. All of that to run through and hopefully we might find some winners at Kempton and Newcastle this weekend. My name's Lewis Tomlinson and as per usual I'm joined by the handsome devil that is Big Jim Watson. Hello. How are we mate? Doing well. Um, not long till the festival now. So there's some a preview podcast that will be coming out soon. The study's well and truly underway and hopefully... Um, last weekend give us a few more pointers towards the festival personally I'm still slightly bored um, <laughs> still sat at home doing nothing and hopefully this weekend we can find you some winners hopefully it was a, it was a good start last weekend they took the first two ITV races we got the winners off and then it was steadily downhill from there yeah but the, the Sunday soon picked us back up a bit later on didn't it yeah, it did sword and glory getting the job done in the bet fair. Also, uh, we'll give a mention to Racing Miller as well, who put Dashel Drasher in his turf top 12 at the start of the season. What a shout that was. Uh, I guess we'll start on the Saturday gym talking about last weekend's action because there's a lot to get through. The Reynolds Town gym won by Remastered, beating off De Machine. Uh, tidy little novice chase. Surely more relevant to the good staying handicaps next season than anything else. Definitely. Everything that you said pre-race sort of worked out in the end. And that's all that happened. And I think, like you said, that these will be decent handicappers next season. And hopefully, you're always fine with the Reynolds Town. It's never a nothing race. Nothing ever goes on to Cheltenham and kicks on or runs well at a bigger meeting or improves on this Grade 2 performance. So... Disappointing. Jumping was what won remastered the race. Um, jumped really well. Tom Scudamore giving a really, really nice ride, and there was just a few errors in behind. Sadly, we lost Severano, um, and, and what was a pretty bleak weekend, really, on that aspect. Yeah, it's it's, it's not good to say. Commiserations. There's a hell of a lot of really, really decent horses are lost over the weekend, which, which is a real shame. The, the thing that almost baffled me most about uh, the Reynolds Town was on, on our preview pod, I said I'd, I'd like to get uh, eights or nines about the machine when he was sixes, and he went on five to two and five. I thought, is, is that just me being the stingiest Yorkshireman ever? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous he went off that short of price. Yeah, it, it, uh, it was well supported on the day. He ran fair, fairly well enough in second as well. He's probably going to be a nice handicap chasing him. Uh, at some stage, the big race at Ascot over the weekend, though, of course, was the Ascot chase. Fascinating tactical affair. Won by Dashiell Drasher, as we mentioned. Well done to Racing Willow for putting him in the 12. Uh, a fair amount to dissect from this, even though it was only a five-runner race, because surname, for a while, walked back to his best, traded odds on in running. You know, yeah, yeah. took up the running earlier on. Dashiell Drasher and Matt Griffith looked to have, uh, to be wanting to sort of head the tempo. Uh, however, Harry Cobden was pretty sure he wanted to get past him and got, get on that inside. As we saw Dashiell Drasher jump in that handicap a bit out to his left. Um, I think Harry Cobden wanted to be on the correct side uh, of Dashiell Drasher because I, I think he thought that was his main rival. Um and he, he just, he looks like his heart's gone 
doesn't it, in, in surname? And it's sad to see because it was a bloodless performance in that Ascot chase. And he's just never been the same since running against Altior. And I aren't Surname's biggest fan. However, seeing this, and I did sort of fancy him at the weekend, I, I thought, what's gone wrong here? Um, slightly gutting. But on the other aspect, Dashel Drasher's progressing his way through races. Look at the situation he's in now. And uh, he's just won an Ascot chase. And who knows where the top of his ability is because... Um, we've seen uh, horses progress through handicaps such as fraud on them and go on to bigger things. And Dashiell Drash is sort of looking slightly that way now. Um, he idled very badly at jumping the last and didn't even meet it on a stride. Dashiell Drash is jumping at the weekend. I didn't think it was anything special, um, which you can sort of sort of understand with seven chases, although he's had the same amount of hurdles now. He, 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 he looks like he... Last time he was out to his uh, out to his left. This time he just looked a bit idle when he was jumping, and uh, maybe it's because they were going that step quicker at Grade One pace. And um, but a very nice performance by him. The fact that he idled towards the end and waited for Master Tommy Tucker to then go again was what sort of impressed me the most. I hope they don't go up to Cheltenham with him in the Ryanair because that could ruin him. He's still only eight years old and a fairly young horse. He's had a tough race here and two in a row now. Uh, I'd like them to look at something for Aintree. Lewis, question for you. Two mile, five or three mile? Do you reckon he'll get three mile in time? Dashel Drasher? Yes. Probably an easy three mile. Yeah, I could see him staying free at Kempton. Yeah. I I don't... I wasn't sure. I know you said he idled. And the in-running comment uh, on the Ask Chase also said that Dashel Drasher idled. I wasn't... Sure, it was idling when I watched it. I thought he was just knackered. And then his guts got him home. You know what I mean? And he's probably a stronger stayer than Master Tommy Tucker. Yeah, I can see what you mean there. Because I, I thought he did exactly the same last time. And he looked knackered. But he still pulled a bit more out. Which made me think there was a little bit more under the tank. And exactly the same here. Yeah, no, he's a really, really likeable horse. So progressive this season. Again... Look, we've, we've surnamed flopping. It, it, it wasn't the best trade one on the planet, and he'd probably need to step up on that another seven or eight pounds to win a Ryanair if, if they wanted to go for that with him, which I, I don't think seems like the plan anyway. Uh, as I said, Master Tommy took a look the likeliest winner at the last. Would you have been disappointed? Or do you consider it a, a, a good run still? I still consider it a good run. Um, maybe he's just not got the quality as we all first may have thought. Uh, his jumping was exceptional, and if he was going to win, everything went right for him to win, and he didn't. I thought Daryl Jacob was excellent on him. I thought to say that he's a horse that's so unpredictable with his jumping, he smuggled him into the race, kept him quiet towards the back, got good leaps at every fence, and I, th- I thought that was one of his best rounds of jumping I've seen from the Tommy Tucker. And I think this was his chance, and he didn't get it. He's a he's a very very good grade three, grade two animal, and I know this was a weak grade one, but maybe maybe this maybe this level's too much. Yeah, the, the winners probably ran to about one sixty. I reckon Master Tommy Tucker's officially rated one five nine. 
before they stashed on Joshua 158, they, they've probably ran, you know, very, very, very close to their marks. Uh, ben is king, despite not really finishing the race off, I'd, I'd, I'd been happy enough with him. But Dan Skelton, you know, went, went through the race well enough for a long way, first step into a, you know, an open graded race, really. That was uh, fine enough from him. Like surname, I know you mentioned, you know, potentially going to entry or something. He's, he's just a horse that you can't have any such confidence with. It was the speed with which he folded. That was the biggest worry for me. I know it was reported, you know, physical issues after, but he's a horse who is surely only going to be on recovery missions from now on. Definitely. Um, very, very disappointing. And I, I don't know what you do with him. I genuinely don't know what you do with him. It, it, it was like someone had just hit a switch, mate. It was. It's, it's something I really, really find hard to forgive in a horse until I see they're over it. And, you know, like I said, surname's now building up of an overall profile that is very, very patchy. Uh, Riders on the Storm just hasn't turned up at all this season. And uh, I know Carl Hinchy put on Twitter that they're calling it a day with him uh, for the year. Uh, Again, look, last year's race obviously left a mark on a, a lot of the horses who took part in it, and it probably wasn't the best renewal anyway, but at least he's safe and sound. Uh, other stuff from Ascot on the Saturday, Jim. Is there anything in particular you'd like to mention? Some some decent handicap. Shannon Bridge got the better of Tebow, and good old Captain Chaos got his yearly win, uh, seeing off. The staying on Regal Encore, who could be 27 years old and still hitting the first three in races like this. What a legend. Musical slave. Place money for you, Jim, in third. Yeah, if he can jump, there is a race in him somewhere. Um, he's got entries in the Ultima, the Kim, your, uh, I think he's in the National, but he won't get in, will he? Um, but if he learns to jump, there's a race in him off that mark. And they might even drop him a few after that because he's been beaten in 16 and a half length in end I'd be disappointed if they don't drop him a few um, you talked about Captain Chaos winning it was a cracking weekend for the for the Skeltons uh, Midnight River winning the first beating Galley Hill uh, which was a superb performance I thought because Galley Hill's tipped to be the next big thing and uh, lowered the colours of him Shannon Bridge did the job well and I really liked that bumper uh, with the first two, I think will be fairly smart, I, 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 as well as Josh on Ruby, who I've mentioned a lot of times previously. But Courtney and Lee's travelled into the race very, very nicely, and looks to be another good one for Lucy Wadden. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Midnight River turning over Gallic Hill as well, because it, it was very much a a case of sexy, you know, big reputation. Gallic Hill went off 130 on on his race course debut. Up against a solid, but uh, a solid performer, but perhaps with less long-term potential in the shape of Midnight River. And the market in the morning, you know, Gallagher was two to one on the night before, and Native River went off five. Sorry, Native River, Midnight River. It will be a midnight. It will be a Native River type of horse with Gallagher Hill. Though Jesus Christ, he looks like a, a fair boat. Uh, and also, what a skeleton! Uh, what a skeleton! What a ride! <laughs> skeleton gave him. I've made a right ass of myself talking about this novice hurdle, but I would say Harry Skelton 
absolutely outrode Nicole De Boyne doing that. Yeah, and Harry Skelton, David Bass are two jockeys that have not announced themselves on the scene because we've always knew that they've been very good, but they've shown more dominance this year, maybe because they've got better quality horses to ride. Uh, and as you said, he's riding absolutely out of his skin. You know what you're going to get with Harry Skelton. Never say die. All in. And that's what he did with Midnight River. Yeah. Nice horse. Wonder whether we'll see him maybe in a Cheltenham handicap. He, he wouldn't be out of place in one. Uh, over to Haydock, Jim. I guess the first uh, place for us to start there is the Rendlesham, which has absolutely ruined my Cheltenham. Third wind. Why, when you're on a mark of 146 and Lewis Tomlinson has money on you at 33 to 1 to go and win the attempts, are going to go and do this and ruin your handicap mark by beating the Stayers Hurdle winner, Liz Nagar Oscar, his, his best run of the season so far, on the blind side, consistent again in third. You put on third wind up low on the podium. I did, and, and when I woke up Saturday morning, I certainly didn't expect him to be that price. I think he was as short as falls in the morning. Um, when I tipped him up, I think he was about eight or nine, and I, I really didn't think the money would come for him. But he's a horse I have had a lot of time for this season, and he's duly rewarded me here. Um, I thought he was given an excellent ride by Tom Cannon, if I'm being honest. Um, he's um, never ridden the horse before, but he rode it with supreme confidence to go sneak up the inside of Les Roska, travelled into the race nicely, and put them away. In, in decent fashion, and it just backs up that long walk form with Paisley Park and uh, Time Hill and Roxana. You know where you stand with them, and he might run on for a place at Cheltenham, and hopefully he, he runs well. He's a horse I like. I don't think he's good enough to beat the, the top three at the market, but fair dues to hear, and I think you'll be perfectly happy with the performance of Liz Nagar Oscar. I thought he ran a sufficient race, jumped well, looked slightly more to himself than he did at Weatherby and this will be a nice prep for him Sean Bowen wasn't over harsh on him towards the end and take him to Cheltenham and and have him another go to retain his crown you certainly wouldn't rule it out but there's there's two outstanding horses at the top of the betting in that race in their stays hurdle and I think that's where I'm edging to um, forever stay loyal to Paisley after after all them performances Um, in behind Itchy feet, just never really could get with them. Um, Emmy Tom was out the back for a long way and and I thought was going to start picking up towards the far side after the second circuit and never did. Disappointing from him. Uh, and main fact, seems to have reached his ceiling now. So, interesting race. The top two are very nice horses and hopefully they'll run nice races in the States. Huh? I think third wind's been given one five two, is his revised mark, which would still uh, which which puts him top weight in the attempts, based off just all ours. I'm not sure you know whether our handicapper over here had a few in for the uh, for the Irish ones, but I, I wouldn't rule him out. I'd prefer to see him try and win the attempts off top weight, even uh, allowing for my financial investment and see him try and win the stairs. I wouldn't lay Liz Oscar at twenties either. Wouldn't want to lay that. No, neither would I. If he finds anything like his form of last year, wow, he's got a serious chance. My last question on the Rendlesham gym would be, what is Itchy Feet? I don't know. 
I, 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 I really, really don't know. He's been very, very disappointing over fences recently. He's been very disappointing over hurdles here. I don't know what you do with him. Yeah, there's, there's definitely ability in that horse, but he doesn't he doesn't look to be a natural at anything. You know, he's, Which he's is probably sad, really because he was a decent novice hurdler and he was a decent novice chaser. He just hasn't seemed to kick on. But he's, do you know what I mean? I, they stuck him in a in a three mile hurdle. His first one over hurdles. For a fair while, I just, I'm not sure exactly what sort of level he's performing at or, you know, just what the horse is best at, really, is what I'm getting at. He'll win races, don't get me wrong. I think he's still capable of winning races, but he's just trying to find the race for him. You know, I mean, it probably wasn't a ringing endorsement that they decided to go back over over hurdles it wasn't a dreadful season chasing either to be fair to me he was placed in an old drone and that so but yeah just back to the drawing board I think for Richie Feet at the minute Emmy Tom's a horse I've never liked as much as other people have done uh, I think he's overrated uh, and apart from that not much else for me to say on the Rendlesham uh, the Grand National Trail though Jim oh I like the winner here Lord do many he just the worse, the better for him. Exactly. Um, another winner for the podcast. Um, even better. And Lord de Manil back to Haydock, back below his last winning mark, ridden more prominently, and he's absolutely relished it. The softer ground as well has also been in his favour. He's a horse that's very, very likeable. We saw him last season in the this race as well, in the Tommy Whittle, uh, in the last fling, Staying chases round Haydock are his bag. And this is what he's done here. He's dominated. And Paul O'Brien's nosing down to a T and, and ridden into absolute perfection. He's outstayed his rivals. Achilles has not certainly bounced from his uh, second in the Warwick chase last time. And I thought Charlie Deutsch gave him a really, really good ride. Um, caressed him into the race and just didn't have that last little stretch to beat Lord de Manny. Uh, two amigos has run his race and plodded on. Bit better from Ramses Dete. Um, we've not seen him run that well this season, but that that was a bit better. Not a chance was was disappointing. I thought after after winning that classic chase, I thought I, I expected a slight bit more, but um, he's obviously struggled after being put up seven. And it was lame. Was he? he yeah, the, uh, the report. In fact, Ramses Dete came home lame as well. Did he? Just reading the notes, yeah, but not not a chance was a uh, found to be lame after the race. Ah, well, that that'll explain it then. Um, hopefully, he's all okay. And we saw the retirement of Perfect Candidate. He belted one, and and Paddy said that were enough, and that's the last we've seen on him. Which he's been an absolutely tremendous uh, stable star for Fergal O'Brien. I think he's he's been there since he's since the beginning, really. And at the age of fourteen, he's had many. Many a good time round here, docking a staying chase, and a grand veteran who absolutely loves uh, proper stamina sapping tests. And uh, happy retirement to him. But Lord de Manny to the national now, Lewis. Will he get in? Yeah, uh, he's already in. That's good then. Yeah, he'll 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 be in, and he'll have a chance. He'll have a chance. He's not. The thing is, he's 
he, you know, he loves being able to uh, to grind out a real slog, does Lord Dominion, but I don't think he's actually ground reliant. No. Uh, which on paper it may look like, but I, I don't think it's as vital to him as his record actually suggests. And I felt he actually went a, a fair, a well enough for a fair way in the Grand Sefton uh, before just almost blowing up. Maybe blowing up's not quite the right term, but because it, you know it was, it was over, he'd already had a run, and it was a race where really I don't I don't see any reason why why he shouldn't have been fit for it. But he shaped well enough whilst also looking like a horse who was in the wrong race, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, Achilles a really really likable chaser uh, for Venetia Williams, typical of hers. He'd have gone up, he's gone up four pounds now. Uh, to one four one four two, which might have given him a chance of getting in the Grand National. He won't get in off his current rating of one three eight, but maybe Scotland uh, would be a nice shout for Achilles. He's, he is a really likable grader. The two amigos just keeps running his races, and like you said, Jim, perfect candidate. It's what a boy always been, absolute legend. I was reading a uh, a clipping from the Racing Post after perfect candidate won for the third time at Cheltenham. I think maybe in. Oh, 2017, something like that. Uh, and it featured the line, which I, I really, really liked. I don't know who wrote it, because it, uh, Fergal had clipped it out. But it said, uh, there is much joy to be had in the slow horse. And I think that sums perfect kind of up, up beautifully. Absolutely, absolute legend. The sort of horse I, you know, I absolutely adore. And he's been around for so long, you know, made his debut in 2012. Timmy Murphy rolled him on his debut. That's how old he is. That's how long he's been going. That's how long he's been going. Timmy Murphy rolled him in, in a listed bumper on his debut at Cheltenham. Jesus Christ, yeah, back in back in the day. Uh, anything else you want to mention from Haydock Alaphilippe on the staying novice chase that we didn't really care about? Sorry, the same novice hurdle. Was very impressive. Uh, yeah, in, in the, hurdle. the Victor Lador, I'm not calling it its silly name. <laughs> Fair enough. Brushed aside, Nassau, I've jumped really well. Full of spring and zest, and one that I think is going to Aintree, if I'm right, which are quite a few of Nichols's are, but um, don't blame him. Monreal looks like it, one of the best British juvenile hurdlers we've got, and Bushy Park, Phil Kirby. Dream job, really, of starting winning off a mark of 83. I think he's now up to 132. I might have, I might, that, I think that's right. He's gone up 12 for beating Champagne Platinum, who uh, looks to go to Cheltenham with uh, a very good chance in the Potemps, I think. Um, I thought was given a conservative ride by James Bowen, and I think the application of cheap pieces at Cheltenham might, might eke out a bit more improvement for him. And I, I think he's might be where my potential fancy might be going at this moment in time. But Bushy Park was very impressive, and he's just on an upward co- curve. Um, not a lot really else to take out of the race. Bob and Cole won the Hunters Chase for the Maxwell Colours, which was good to see. But it was a nice card at Haydock and some nice few winners. Yeah, fair enough, Jim. And before we uh, move on to the Sunday, we have to talk about the Kingwell Hurdle which was won in devastating fashion by Goshen. It was spicy, Jim. 
<laughs> we were waiting for that. Um, such a good performance by Goshen, and it was really nice to see him back. Uh, he, he looked more back to himself, travelled into the race beautifully, jumped better, and there was that moment where everyone sort of just held the breath as he jumped the last, knowing what he's been through before, and he absolutely winged it. Song for someone just wasn't quick enough to keep up with him. Navajo passed once he was passed by Goshen, didn't have any fight left in him, and the rest we all expected what to happen. But great to see Goshen back, and this surely has to give him a good chance in the in the champion hurdle now. Will he be for me? Probably not. I think the flat track at Wincanton suiting him, and the fact that he didn't have as many speedier horses in the race as him um, suited him. So for me, it, it's a... It's a wary one at the minute, but if he does get his head in front of Cheltenham, uh, I'd, I'd be very disappointed there's no crowd there for Jamie Moore to soak it in because God knows he's been through some things in the last couple of months and I don't think he'll ever forget what happened last March. Yeah, the, uh, I, take, I take your point about when Canton suited him and especially the the, uh, the opposition because Song for someone just did not look himself at all. He... he he surely that surely wasn't his running, but saying we can't suit him, Cheltenham suited him well enough last season. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't think it doesn't suit him. I just feel like a speedier course will make him look slightly better. Fair enough, fair enough. I can see that. Uh, look, in terms of in terms of champion hurdle trials we've seen in Britain this season, was this better? Then Epitons fighting fifth. Yes. Yes. Should he be a shorter price than Epitons? No, because he's got to give seven pounds to her. Fair enough, Jim. Uh, some discuss I saw over on Twitter as well over the weekend, which I found a little bit insane. Was people people saying, "Oh well, that's a good start from Dawson, but is he back? What? What? <laughs> what? What do you people mean? Is he back? This is better than anything he's ever done." This was the personal best. Yeah, if 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 you're if you read the form of what he was doing to burning victory in the in the triumph last season and look at that and think that this isn't as good. No, (laughs) this is better. This is stronger form. Song for someone's been one of the best, you know, grade two hurdlers in in Britain or Ireland this season. He's beaten Navajo Pass, who won a grade two last time out, forty one lengths, albeit getting weight, you know, but it's his further than he beat a Navajo Pass in the triumph last season. Yeah, no. If if you were a Goshen believer last season, you have to you have to be a believer now. Definitely. There is no, there is no way on earth that he needs to prove anything more for him to get back up to the level he was at last season. Uh, I'm just very very glad because like 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 I tweeted about it that some people just seem took so much pleasure in writing this all off, and the international barely was a race, you know. So if, to write him off over that. No, poor form from everyone involved. Really, really happy for the Moors. And hopefully he'll go well enough at Cheltenham, just not quite as well as Honeysuckle. On to the Sunday, Jimbo. Uh, I guess do we want to start with, with our horse, Soaring Glory? Might as well. Took the Betfair field apart, really. The winning distance was only three lengths, but it felt like much more. It felt a lot comfortable than the winning distance, didn't it? Um, sort of jumped the last and 
John Joe gave him a little clip behind and he was away and gone and at no stage of the running did I think he was going to get caught. Um, a well-handicapped horse running in a race that suited him with a nice fast tempo, good, better ground against... There was horses that were that was sort of similar to him, but the handicap mark of one three three has turned out to be an absolute steal, and that's what's won in this race. And fifty ball has run better than I was expecting. And Edward Stone's done sort of put the form barrier there. He's consistent in these sorts of races. Would I have soaring glory in the supreme? The race will suit him, but he's against better horses, and I think he might struggle. I, w- I certainly won't rule him out, but Lewis Lewis has got the record of horses in the bet fair that then go on to Cheltenham, and it's not as good as everyone thinks. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd send Sword and Glory to the bet fair. He's eight to the uh, sorry to the bet fair. What am I on about today? Why can't I talk? <laughs> uh, no, I'd send Sword and Glory to the Supreme. Uh, he's the same price as he is in the county. He's eighths in both. Yeah, I don't actually think he has a revised mark yet. I couldn't find it when I looked earlier. Uh, but you'd assume it'd be mid one foot, maybe one four four, something along those lines, for doing this. Uh, do you know what? Even though I'm usually against Betfair hurdle winners, I like this one more than I liked Bally Andy or Kalashnikov or Aldanzo. I think he's a likely winner. I think it's going to be quite a weak supreme away, uh, away from the favourite. I think everyone on the planet seems to be against appreciate it now. Which, Which is good, because that means we'll get a bigger price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the thing is, I see, I know I'm, I'm going completely off the tangent here because appreciate it isn't in this race, but for everyone to say, well, appreciate it isn't, we all shouldn't be quick enough to win a supreme. And then putting up Bally Adam, who he did for pace last time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. I agree. Appreciate it. Doesn't look like a two miler. I, I I agree that I think he'll probably be better over further in time. But you can't, you know, you can't say appreciate it isn't quick enough to win a supreme. And then when I, when when you're asked, well, who is? You can't you can't come up with one. You can't invent a horse. To beat him, you know, I, I think he's banker material. If I'm honest, mate. Uh, back to this lad, though. Yeah, I think he could. I think he can hit the free in the supreme easily. You know, the the, the defeat of Brave Man's Game, albeit over a, a trip short of what's going to prove to be Brave Man Game's best, was really good first half of the season. He, he halfway toyed with him there. Don't know what happened to Asker. Because surely off off level weights you'd fancy to, you'd fancy him to give Landon a ball ladder beating here, shouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything catch your eye in behind, mate? Um, Gargi's dreams ran a decent race. We both liked him for this, and and the ground was a bit better than what I think he would have liked. I thought he ran with a lot of credit. He just looked slightly outpaced, and if there were a bit of digging in the ground, I think he would have picked up uh, a bit more. So I think he's one to mark up. Buzz as well travelled on to the race really well and his consistency is, is seeming to sort of handicap him himself and I think the handicap has got a good hold of him um, your boy Milkwood Lewis any any things to say about him yeah thought he ran well for a long way travelled into the race lobbed along like he normally does uh, looked awk- looked a little bit awkward emptied quicker than I'd like than I'd like have liked him to do 
Uh, he will win a good handicap at some point. He will win a good handicap at some point. I'm convinced of that. He, he travelled into the race like a good one, but because he's a hold-up horse, I guess sometimes he needs a little bit of luck in running. First time I've not been convinced by his finishing effort, to be fair, but I'd be willing to, to put a, a line through that. And he has still finished in the first half, if I'm being really positive. <laughs> being, as more, being as glass half full as I can. No, it, it, look, it, it, it was... It was Okay, mediocre, not bad. Uh, we'll go back in time, Jim, to the game spirit. So Royal won the race. Uh, great to see him back to form, winning. I think his first out over fences since he won the Schlur chase in 2018, I think. Uh, but let's be fair, none of the talk's going to be about so well. It's all going to be about the run of champ in second. This was good, very good, in fact. Yeah, and he's a horse that I've had a lot of doubts about his jumping and whether he is as good as people make out to be. And as you all know, I was all against him last season and he proved me wrong. And he's proved me wrong here again. I, I, I really couldn't see two miles suiting him. And it's helped him jump with a bit more fluency. If he, I know he made the error at the last, but he just didn't have the speed to jump the last at the same as, as So Royal. And... Throughout the race, I thought he jumped really, really well. And it's obvious that they've done a lot of work with him. Stepping up, this has probably helped him. I know it sounded stupid at the time, but this has definitely helped him for his speed over his fences because he's had to be a lot quicker over two miles than he will be a three. But maybe that's something going into the Gold Cup that could be a negative. Maybe over three miles he has too long to think about what he's got to do to get over them. So it'll be interesting to see how they ride him in the Gold Cup. Because Nico was fairly positive here, which was understandable. Um, there could be a fair clip on for the Gold Cup. Native River's going to go out in front. I don't think he'll be able to match him on stamina-wise. So, it be interesting to see what you do. I still don't fancy him for the race. But it was a positive step in the direction for Champs Gold Cup uh, chances. And... I'm 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 warming to Champ. I'm not I'm not I'm not an East Fan Club or like him as much yet. But this was the best I've seen from him so far, even though he didn't win. Grenatine in third. He's not going to be winning the champion chases. He's not good enough. Far too keen. Jumping's still a bit sketchy. Um, he's just not as good as maybe as I thought. Disappointing, really. So Royale. Creditable horse, Fallon King. Done the job over the last couple of years. Mixes it over both hurdles and fences. I'm, I'm glad he's won a grade two like this this season. Yeah, uh, is still a work in progress to my eyes. Yeah, they need to settle him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought it was an alright enough run in the circumstance. I thought it was alright enough. Uh I backed Champ for the Gold Cup after this. Wow. I, look, you know, if you listen to this podcast last year, there, there is no secret about how much I, I liked him as a novice chaser. Uh, I said, I was less happy with him in the RSA than I was any of his runs last year. And that form hasn't particularly worked out as well. But adding this to that, Makes me think, yeah, he's probably a quicker horse than I, than I thought he was. 
travelled really, really nicely, which for me was the worry. The, the only issue would be his jumping, and he jumped fine here. He jumped fine, and like I said, I don't think he's a, a, a clumsy jumper. I thought in the RSA he was tentative. Did well here, attacked his fences. And look, he's beat, you know, two mid-to-high mid to 150s chasers over two miles when he, you know, Henderson reckons he's a gold cup horse. And every time he's ran over three miles in the Sefton and the RSA, he's looked like a really strong stayer at the trip. He's the biggest threat to Alban Fuller. Mm, interesting. In my opinion. I'd say almost certainly the biggest threat to Alban Fuller. Uh, anything else to take out of the game spirit for you? Uh, no, not really. I had Fanny and Destrival's jumping fell apart a bit. But other than that, I, th- I think Champ's the only one to take out the race and it's understandable. And the Denman chase, Jim. Uh, Secret investor getting up to beat the better of Clanders or Boa. First of all, Jim, how's lost? He's well. Um, just blew up. Robbie thought he was going to win the race three out, jump him, jump him up three out, get a little blow into him, and uh, he's absolutely emptied, and which is gutting to see. Um, but hopefully that that run will, will help him. Maybe he was realising he could breathe late on after that wind operation. Um, I think the plan is still the Gold Cup and that's what they want to win with him or running with him in. I don't blame them. If he finds anything like his third last season, he's got a really good chance. But this season's been a bit patchy. I I I was really gutted just after the race. But look, I watched the race back again on the Monday morning and I wasn't all lost with him at all. I, I, I He jumped slightly better than what he has done so far this season. Which jumping's never been an issue. He he absolutely winged the Gold Cup fences last year, and he's travelled into this with the ultimate ease. And I thought he was I thought he was going to hose up, and I was getting far too excited. But hopefully, hopefully his wind will be sorted for Cheltenham properly, and this stable are just in a bit better form. Um, but the winner, Secret Investor, has been very game out in front to to deny stable companion. Yeah, exactly that, mate. Clarence O'Ball below his best deal. He has been in his last couple of starts, though, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I thought I thought Haydock was a fine reappearance, but probably not quite built on it. Uh, secret investor, I guess, would, would he be one for Aintree? The bowl. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul Nichols is going to have a fine hand going into Aintree, isn't he? All these... Horses are looking to sort of bypass Cheltenham and go to Aintree, and understandable. And you'd think that he would. He suits flatter tracks. Um, this is a career best. I thought Bryony, another example of Bryony Frost riding to perfection. Um, to all you Bryony doubters out there, to give your head a wobble. She's give her the credit she deserves. And I, I, I thought this was an excellent ride. Quandis Orbo. This season's campaign has been the opposite of what he normally is. Normally he needs the run first time out and then he progresses from there. This season, it's like they over-prepared him for the Betfair and he wasn't good enough to beat Bristol Demai. And since then, he's just not been able to kick back on. And that was slightly disappointing so far from him this season. Uh, And Kalashnikov, 
he's just a bit slow, isn't he? And this was a bit better opposition. He, he's done the job well. To get third, he's just plodded on late on and against some tired horses. So, an interesting race. Hopefully, Moss can find his form in the Gold Cup. I'm sure they'll find the key to him and he'll be back to his best. But Secret Investor, a very good winner of this to deny Harry Cobden. Then Clondy's over. Yeah, just a, an awful footnote on that as well. Uh, losing the conditional as a horse, I think quite a lot of us had a hell of a lot of time for. Really, really consistent and a, and a horse who, who tried and the flag bearer for a small team, a small family team at the Bridgewaters as well. You know, this this game's hard, but that that one that one hit me a bit on Sunday. I must have it. Yeah, you were one. You said, uh, yeah, I had to take us take us sitting down and a bit of a a bit of a deep breath. That one, because it wasn't it wasn't nice. Uh, this weekend, though, Jim. Oh no, I tell a lie. Uh, tiger all ran at the weekend. <laughs> How can you forget the tiger? Yeah, uh, well, well, there's not much else to say. He's just a horse who is, who age is catching up with. Yeah, you can see that. He was in Keith Donahue's hands though, coming round. I thought he, I thought he was going to show a bit more. Um, ground he doesn't like, distance he doesn't like, and obstacles he doesn't like. I don't know, you know, Lewis, to rule him out. And I, I, I'm not sure. He looked, he looked more up for it pre-race. I thought um, the last couple of times he's looked a bit not like he's wanted to go. Um, and we'll see what happens at Cheltenham. Hopefully, he puts it up to Easy's land. Um, he needs to improve ten ton, and you need to be at least giving me ten to one about him to win at the festival, and that won't be happening. Fair enough, Jim. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't think Tiger Hall wins another race in his life, and I think it's more likely he's pulled up than, uh, than wins at the Cheltenham Festival. If I'm honest, that's not going to be a sort of popular thing to say. Uh, well done to Beacon Edge as well, who's been very, very progressive this season uh, for no reason. He's probably a fringe stairs hurdle candidate now, if they want to uh, go down that route with him. He's not entered, I don't think. Is he not? No. Fair enough then, I tell a lie, he won't be winning that. Uh, Coco Beach got the job done, uh, beating Espanito Bello, kind of handed the race after Espanito Bello failed to jump the last properly. Uh, but again, progressive this season, Coco Beach turned the tables on the horse who did him earlier in the season there. And ride of the season, potentially up until uh, Boeing today, uh, from Hugh Morgan aboard Young Dev, incredible horsemanship. To go around a free male chase in heavy ground with no irons. Uh, unbelievable. Well done to Hugh Morgan. That was mint. Uh, this weekend stuff, Jim. Yeah, really exciting yeah. card at Kempton. Pendle Novice Chase kicks off the Kempton card where we will start, what really? Yeah, Tamarock Dumatan 5 to 4, Galore 15 to 8, Cool Cody 5s, Son of Camas 14s. Uh, this is an interesting one, mate. There's two up ahead of the betting that clearly have a hell of a lot of potential. Cool Cody, fairly well exposed. Son of Camas has just been immensely disappointing, really, for about 18 months now. Out of the prices, I might be with Galore. I'm in agreement. 
Uh, I'm with you here. The Tamarot de Matan, he ran well in then two handicaps as a hurdler and was fifth in the Betfair and was seventh uh, in the silver plate. And he made a very nice chasing debut, beating Golden uh, Taipan and shut the box. But they're all mere horses, in my opinion. And then he stepped up to chase Shiskin round in the Wayward Lad, which I thought he did well. He he jumped well. He just went slightly right at a few of his fences, which was not worrying, but um, interesting to see. Galore this season, I think his form is a lot better than Tamarot de Matan. I know he's got to give him a £3 penalty as he's won that Group 2 already at Wincanton, the Rising Stars, uh, decisively. Uh, he's we've not seen an awful lot of him very similar profile to Tamarot de Matan just a year younger and he's obviously loves uh, jumping he's, he's Henry VIII's performance was it was okay it wasn't anything special um, he was back in third behind all mankind and Hitman plodded on late on his, his jumping was slightly shabby I thought for that and, and his first couple of starts at Exeter and Fontwell, they were all exemplary, beautiful rounds of jumping. But he stepped up in grade and he slightly struggled um, to go the pace to sort of fit his jumping. Um, maybe He's only five, so he's learning learning on the job. But in this, I think he's he's a lot better than the horses that are in the race. I respect Cole Cody, obviously. The highlight of this year is him winning the Paddy Power Gold Cup earlier on. I thought he ran with plenty of credit in the Caspian Caviar. He needs to step up again to run in this. He's entered in a in a load of races at Cheltenham. Coral Cup, the Marsh, the Paddy Power Plate and the Martin Pipe. There's so many races that could go for him. He's a, a great horse for connections to have. Um, but I think he needs to improve again, which I think he'll struggle to do at the age of 10 against some younger horses who are less exposed. Galore's going to win this for me. I think 15 to 8 is a cracking price. Oh, it'd be a no bet race for me, mate. Uh, Tamarot will do my tan. You know, sh- shaped well against Shishkin. Obviously, not quite in his league. The prices are probably just about right. Maybe I'd have an inch or two closer together. Uh, it's not a race I'm majorly enthusiastic about, if I'm honest, Paul. Uh, it'd be one I'd be happy to leave alone, but at the prices, it, uh, at a push, it'd be galore. But yeah, this'll be one I'll be sitting out. Fair enough, and same here. Uh, the 2.25 is the Adonis Juvenile Hurdle. Can often throw up a horse to change things up for the uh, triumph later in the mo- uh, next month again. What am I on today? Uh, You're not at the races, are you? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Tritonic, 6-5 favourite for Alan King. 9-2 on Erdu de Jonc. 13-2 Casalupi. 9 to Pass Like 12 Migrants. Like I say, 14 is John Locke. 25 Soldier on Parade. 40 is Marta de Mott. And 66 is Mr. Sister. At least I could still read. <laughs> That's a positive. Small graces, mate. Small grace would make Tenables back on telly as well. That might be what it is. Just <laughs> seething, bubbling with anger. Because you've not even kept the same form now. Now they have actual questions. They've run out of list of ten kettle brands. Have they actually? 
Yeah, so now it's a uh, now it'll just be an old name. It'll have ten like clues, and you've got to say who it is. So you know what I mean? It'll one today be like singer of someone like you, and they say Adele, and you get a point for it. I think that's not terrible. That's, that's just crap. the quiz. As if Tenable was crap enough as it was. You managed to make Tenable worse. Oh, how have they managed to do that? That's horrendous. Uh, Kempton Park. (laughs) (laughs) Tritonic Gym, 6-5 favourite, you know, well above average on the flat. Placed at Royal Ascot, placed multiple times in listed company. Uh, Probably somewhat shocking that he actually didn't get a... uh, uh, a listed win under his belt, to be fair, last season. And got the job done out, staying Kazalupi at Ascot last time out. He's a, the right favourite, mate, really. Yeah, I have to agree. He's a horse I've got a lot of time for. You've mentioned his, his credits on the flat, and he was bought to be a juvenile hurdler. He's just exceeded fairly early on in his career. It's an absolute shambles that he never got to a 100 rating. And I'm, I can't believe that. All them consistent runs, and he only got to 99. Surely they should have put him in three digits. Um, but his, his uh, juvenile hurdle debut at Ascot, I thought, was really, really good. He jumped uh, OK in the main. Little mistake at the last, but he, he, uh, he were always getting to Casalupi, who'd have gone a, a fair enough clip in front. The race set up, uh, he's a fairly strong stayer, as we've seen on the flat. And it's helped him here. I understand why he's 11 to 10. But it's a race that's that really really puzzles me in the past and it's a meeting that I've not necessarily done very well at as well um, but I'm going to look to take him on there's plenty of horses in behind that have got potential um, whether they are going to be as good as him is a question mark Oner de Janak was a horse I really really fancied to go run a nice race in the Chepstow grade 1 for juveniles but was called off and was reverted to Kempton uh, ran was given a, a power pack ride by uh, Chester Williams, raced very freely um, and was sort of kicked on to go for home uh, with three to go and looked like he had the race at his mercy and uh, sadly fell at the last when um, he was going a lot better than Herostasoy, who's also out this weekend, I think. Um, I think he would have beaten him and a lot of people like Herostasoy. However... Um, I think Honor de Janet would have beat him last time. If that if that fall hasn't put anything off him, I think he'll go well here. I think he'll I think he'll be fair tempo with Casalupi as well. We saw him go forward last time at Ascot. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the pace in the race, which could again set up for Tritonic. Um, but there's the two unraced uh, juveniles in this with John Locke and Pasadoble. I'll start with John Locke. I, I, I thought the world of this horse, really, on the flat. He was re- running the Khalid Abdullah Silks, related to Cross Batten, and you wouldn't think he'd be juvenile hurdling. Um, he's won a novice race nicely. He had a mark of 85, which he was um, beating at a red car late on in the season. But it's interesting the going hurdling. Um, he doesn't have the pedigree or the profile to be a hurdler, but it'll be interesting to see what he does and... I think he's interesting in this. I won't be backing him. And then there's Pasadoble who ran for Kevin Manning and um, Jim Bulger on the flat for Godolphin. Um, got a few nice handicaps to his name. Fairly consistent over uh, a mile and four. And um, he ran over a mile and six. Um, so I think Stamina will be all right on his side. 
um, cost a fair amount of money. And he's related to Bailarico, who we've seen on the flat as well recently. Uh, and overheard him, sorry. Um, so, interesting race. I think I'll take Tritonic on with Honor de Janak. Um, but Tritonic could staple his, his place at the, at, towards the top of the juvenile hurdle market. Uh, I think the favourite wins is I really liked what he did at Ascot last time because there wasn't very long in it that I thought he was going to win the race. You know, Casalupi had them really random ragged. Uh, I asked, here he opposes here and I'd have looked at, he'd have been my uh, Boodle's horse if he was in it, Casalupi. I think he's a smart animal. You know, he went he went so galloping, he almost just ran the arse off them all in what was a decent little juvenile hurdle last, last time out. Uh, just try to it builds on that. It should probably suit him. He, he looked a stayer, though, at, uh, at Ascot. Whether something might be able to do him for Toya is something I do wonder. You've made your case for Honor de Jonk. I don't particularly disagree with it. You know, bumped into Monmouth on debut. The race at Kempton was got, was a decent one, like you said, Heros to side. Her indoors has gone and won a listed uh, Phillies race as well. In the meantime, the third, and they, they were, they were, would have both been 10 lengths plus clear. He said Casadobe, Pasadobe, sorry, he was rated, uh, 84 on his last start on the flat. So that, that again, he's above, an above average flat horse making his debut as is John Locke. So it's a nice, nice, tidy little race. Uh, Margaret's Legacy, French Raider, two wins at Cancer Mare this season. Was there not a French Raider who was a massive hot pot for this last year as well, if I remember rightly? Was it not who Fujimoto to... Flyer? That's the one. Fujimoto did, Flyer. Did Emmett Mullins, not Emmett Mullins, was it Emmett McNamara training? Oh, yes, that's a ridiculous shout. Fujimoto Flyer. Yeah, I read it had been winning in France. Yeah, one, one or two juvenile idols, I think, off the top of my head in France. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, one at our one at our toy on a on a certain start, and then yeah, ran second to solo in this last season. That's a horse who uh, maybe didn't quite live up to the hype. She was a real uh, a real hype job this time last year for this race. Jesus Christ! Uh, but good to see uh, Margaret's legacy come over here as well. Always always good fun to have a French raider. The Dovecote Gym. Any strong opinions on this? You bet two to one Apple Street, eleven to four Calico, Force Cape Gentleman, eleven to one Luna Sovereign, twelve to Mackenberg, sixteen Son of Red, thirty-three to one Pyramid Place. Um, once again, I'm going to take on Apple Street and Calico with Cape Gentleman, the Irish raider of Emmett Mullins. Um, I was impressed with what he did over two four at Punchestown over hurdles. He was a decent flat horse. He won the Irish Cesaro Witch off a mark of 85. He then went hurdling. Um, was disappointing at the Dublin Racing Festival over 2-6. He travelled into the race fairly well, but I just don't think he, he had the stamina o- over that trip. Dropping him back to two miles is interesting here. I think normally he's a horse ridden towards the back. I'd quite like to see him be ridden more prominently here. And I think 4 to one's a nice enough price. He, it's his form of his novice hurdle uh, isn't... That bad. The, the horse in behind's 
finished second in a, it behind you raise me up and uh, there's bits and pieces of form. He travelled into the race at the Dublin Racing Festival with plenty of juice, and I thought I thought it was going to go well, and he just tailed off, uh, which was, I think, obviously down to the trip. Uh, I think back to two miles here, I think he's got a decent chance. Calico was very impressive first time out this season, but I'm not sure about the form. Olympic conquerors since come out and been beat. Gray Falco seems to be uh, running behind some nice horses, but never just kicking on. Um, had decent form in Germany that I don't know an awful lot about, but uh, had a decent record over there. Athol Street has been impressive in his starts um, at Taunton this year, uh, into hurdles races. Um, he's kept on very strongly and brought to me the idea that I think further in distance will suit him. I think Kempton might be a bit sharp for him. I think he might just lack that speed, but he does respond to pressure. Um, which it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, I think the top three at the head of the market will be the top three that uh, will be the top three at the end of the race. Um, but I think Kate Gentleman, if he can get a bit of the nine to two, I think he's the most interesting of the three. I'm with you, mate. Wow. Yeah, I I want to be taken on the top two on on the basis that well, obviously, but they both could be. They're very decent, but the novice hurdles they've won, neither of them have been, you know, blowing away great, great horses. You know what I mean? I, I guess the horse who Athol Street beat last time out, Heart of the Lion of, of Alan Kings, has steady enough on me. He's also finished to get away in love. You won't rate it much higher than 130, though, 135. No. Max. So... Kate Gentleman, with being a really smart horse on the flat and looking also like a horse who was going to do well over hurdles, you know, the, the form of his debut is decent enough. Petit Bonhomme, the runner-up there of Henry de Bromheads, has finished second two more times over hurdles. So he's, he's, he's beaten, he's beaten a, a decent enough yardstick there. Like you said, just... Didn't look right. I, I don't think the step of Peter Six suit was Kate Gentleman. I, I quite like him just being able to, to roll along. You know, and, and back, going back down here, I actually think might suit him, which is in, strange to say for a Cesaro Witch winner, uh, going over hurdles. But yeah, I, I can see this race suiting him, and I think he'll take it. It's not, again, it's not the, the most strongly held opinion in the world. I think I think my nap comp piece this weekend might be my uh, most meh nap comp ever. If I'm honest, there's, there's nothing I'd really want to pin my life on. Yeah, but yeah, I think I'm going to be the same. But it would be Kate Gentleman for me. Uh, the Close Brothers Handicap Chase, uh, the race people might know as the Racing Plus or the Racing Post or the Bet Bright or has it been Unibet had it once in a while, they've had everything, haven't they? Uh, Cap Dunor, 9 2 5 to be Al Dancer at 15 2. Clondor Castle and Double Shuffle 9s. 11's Blackcourt and 12's Talkies Cheap, Slatehouse, Southfield Stone. 14's Roman Desanam. 16's Mr. Malarkey, the Butcher said Mellow Ben. 20 to 1. Aso, Dalia Dresser of Alfinger on the switch. 25's Eric LaRouge. 50's Young Wolf Super Suits. Competitive this gym. It, it sure is. Um, Cap Dunord was a strong fancy for many people going into the Sky Bet and. Um, just didn't have the staying power as, as maybe as they hoped. 
Um, I, I think he stays his distance, and they, they're looking to aim him for the Grand National, aren't they? I don't think he's going to get in, is he? He'll be borderline. Absolutely yeah. borderline. Yeah. I think he's 72 on the list at the minute. If, if you were to push me, I'd say no. But uh, Martin Greenwood said he thought yes on the late launch, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so he brings nice form that third in the sky but second at Kempton behind Royal Pagai is obviously not looking too bad now um, but again I'm looking to take him on um, I'll dance to the surely he's got a race like this in him somewhere uh, whether I can fancy him for it in this I'm not quite sure um, Black Colton back round Kempton uh, round three miles in a race that ran well in last season. Um, I think will go well here. Um, he's, he's not been himself this year, and it's not like him to see him pull up and unseat, having never done it uh, unseating before. But I hope that they've they've got the key back to him. He didn't take cheap, cheap pieces last time, and he's he was second off a pound high last year. I think he'll go well, and I think the winner of this race last year will also go well in Mister Malarkey. Uh, Harry Kimber takes off a very valuable seven pounds. Uh, one off a rating of one four seven uh, in this last year. He's one five five here. Taking the the seven off, I, I think will help. He did win at Ascot off a rating of one fifty. Um, so he's two pound below that with Kimber's claim. Likes better ground. He likes Kempton. Tizard horses are looking slightly better now. Um, I wouldn't say they're flying, but they're, they've not done bad in the last couple of days. Uh, and I think fourteen to one's a fair enough price. I think I think the towards the top of the weights is where the winner will be. I, I think Black Corton and uh, Mister Malarkey both ran creditable races in this race last year, and I think they will do the same in this. I can see that Mister Malarkey's not a, a horse you can set your watch by, though. No. Which leads me to the favourite, Cap du Nord, who at the minute is the one I think I'll be siding with. I think the Skybet Chase might end up being strong form. Canelo's certainly been very progressive this season. I've said nice things about one for the team and the butcher said. I both thought we're going to be fairly well handicapped novices when they stepped into a uh, handicapped company. I write he's a borderline grade of quality horse nowadays and taking risks was a very good horse who was taking advantage of a dropping mark. So I think that third might end up being good. Kempton on paper should suit him better. Look, he's up, uh, you know, almost £20 for his last win. Uh, three starts, you know. But really, he, he has either ran in really strong competitive races or bumped into Royal Pagai on his uh, on his two starts since this looks a little bit of an easier opportunity there's not much in here that I look at and I think he's ridiculously solid if I run through the field Al Dancer yeah sure he's capable of winning a race off one three three, but doesn't strike me as a free miler even though I don't think he's that quick for a two and a half miler but he doesn't strike me as a as a free miler. He's a bit Kalashnikov, if that makes sense. I'll be. I'll say that Kalashnikov actually ran quite well in the Denman for my money. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's. I see his name there, and I, I, it doesn't strike me as yeah. This is a great idea. 
Condor Castle again. Trip. Does he want three miles? Does he ever look like he's wanted three miles? Never. Never to me, no, not either. Nice horse, he's been having a good season. Double shuffle. I could half have back at Kempton. You know, two really good runs there last, last two times, although, you know, he's gone up three pounds for winning a, uh, a race over C&D last time out. Again, the form of that, probably working out half well. We saw Ami Debois, the runner-up, run well at Doncaster in the Veterans Chase. That was won by Bo Bay, who didn't run his race in that. But two for gold's come out and won. So, it's, look, it's half-decent form, and he's only been put up three pounds for it. Because he is an exposed old boy nowadays, but I could see the I could see where the case would be. However, Captain Or did give him a, a fair beating uh, over CND at Christmas when they were second and third behind the old guy. But caught and yeah, I can have although as he as he. How much faith can you have on what he's done this season? I guess you know the only good run was right back at the start in this episode Gold Cup, but you're getting eleven to one about it, so I can I can see that. Talk is cheap. Admittedly, was fine in a jumper's bumper last time. I ran better than I was expecting, given he's a you know a horse who's won a Bet365 Gold Cup or whatever it's called now, the old Whitbread. You know, finishing second, uh, uh, placed in a jumper's bumper on the flat. So that's a fine reappearance, but again, it, it kind of flopped a little bit when favourite for this two years ago, and I don't have it in my head that he's an out and out stayer. You might have just heard my dishwasher going off. Uh, <laughs> Slate House. No. Bit soft. Uh, Southfield Stone. And, uh, again, bit paceless, isn't it? Yeah, I think not, he is. Not sure what he wants. Roman de Sinam. One last time out uh, on New Year's Day at, at Musselburgh. Again, his only try over three miles was when he was fourth in this two years ago. This is, this is a stiff enough mark for him to be trying something he's not previously looked great at. Mr. Malarkey, look, I could, I could see why you'd want to take the 16, Jim. I could see why. But he's a horse that you have to kind of swing at, really. I thought the butcher said he was going to win the rehearsal chase and the skybet chase. He did neither. Uh, so he probably goes and wins this without me putting him up. And there's nothing particularly at a bigger price I'm not interested in. Apart from, I can see why ASO's running here. Still off 155, when uh, the same mark where he got narrowly denied by two for gold at Warwick last time out, who I thought was a horse who was just waiting to win a race, given the right sort of trip and mark. Kempton, I think he'll like. And I don't think he should be 20 to 1, Jim. If I were going to have an each way swing to go alongside Captain Hart, it'd be good all day, so. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I won't put you off that. Um, I think the mark's fair enough, and 16 to 1's a decent enough price. You know, he's, he's, he's ran well enough over this trip. Started last season, he was third in a Charlie Hall. Came home ahead of definitely Red and Topville, been over three miles, which is good form. And I don't think he's. Massively aggressive. He's always the sort of horse that's going to find life hard inside a bracket where he's not quite top class over. You know, well, he's, he's not quite good enough to be winning 
the very best open graded races, but life has got to be hard enough for him carrying top weight to victory, you know, all the time, like he did when he won a, on New Year's Day at Cheltenham two years ago. Now that his marks fall back down to 155, which does give him a chance, I can, I can see why they're doing this, and I like the idea behind doing it. So at 20 to 1, he'd be the second pick, up the old boy. Fair enough. And for me, it is Black Corton and Mr. Malarkey. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on the weekend? The Eiders there. The Eiders never a race I particularly enjoy or have a very good record in. I know you like the slow boats, Luke. Anything for the race? Uh, not particularly. Sam's Adventure is the right favourite after he won the Tommy Whittle last time out, although I'm not sure how much of a good race it was. This is a this isn't the strongest renewal of the Eiders ever. You know, you could you could write Geordie National where they have all the little tin pot regional nationals just for slow horses. Uh, <laughs> that's only quite a, quite mean that didn't it for a man who loves his staying chasers. But you know exactly the sort of races. I mean, I mean, if it's a race with Salty Boy and Cyclop in it. It's slow. Oh, I. Uh, that'd be that. I, I did really, really like the Dutchman after he won the Peter Marsh. And he very, very nearly won at Haydock earlier in the season. So, I'd be interested to see him go well. He's off a mark of one four five, which might be a little bit steep now for a horse his age who hasn't had too much racing over the past, you know, three years really, three months since he came down in the Grand National. Uh, for which I was really keen on him for. But I'd like to see him go well. Cross Park deserves to win a race as well. That's the other thing. Second on his last four starts. You know, and he's never really been brave. Second, his last four starts, the furthest of them has been by a length. That's agonising, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely agonising for Caroline Bailey. But she does, he's, you know, he's a stable flag bearer and he is such a likeable animal. Sean Bowen on board. So I will be cheering on Cross Park and the Dutchman. Uh, not a race I'm overly enamoured with, though. And the Bobby Joe, Jim. Uh, we don't have prizes up in the minute, but five runners, all of them are in the national. Acapella Bourgeois, Annibal Fly, Burroughs, State, the Long Mile, and two A Permi. The Long Mile needs to finish in the first four to run in the national because he's not yet uh, placing the first four over three miles. So as long as he beats one of them all, he'll get in. And he, uh, all four of them will get into the National if they want to as well. Is Burrow St. the same? No, Burrow St. just needs to run all the fences. All right, right. So as long as the race starts, he's sound. Right. That's a qualifying rule. You have to have a, a run over fences in that season because that's what might do for Champagne Classic. Uh, but yeah, the, to be able to run... In the race at all, you have to finish first for over three miles, which might catch a few out this year. Articulum is in the top 40. He needs to do that. And so does Augusta Gold and Mary Mullins. As they need to do that in the meantime. Uh, Burrow says a good horse, and this should suit him. Although, two a Permi has shown bits and bats this season. You know, he's, he's second to the storyteller and then third behind him. In the Ladbrokes uh, Champion Chase, obviously, that's the, that's what the Down Royal race is called now. That would probably see him the one to beat. Yeah, interesting yeah. race. I like Burrow State for the National. Um, Annabelle Fly as well. A lot of nice horses in this. All just below the top level of, of grade one action. Um, if you push me for one, it'd be Burrow State. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be the same. I'm really looking forward to this team. It's not a race I love. I like, I like these sort of... I like seeing grade twos and grade threes without grade one horses in <laughs> Fun, aren't they? They are. They're great fun. Uh, that's what that is. And they say there are a couple of other little graded races. There's the Winter uh, yeah. Derby this weekend, which I'm looking forward to. Father of Jazz, a very progressive uh, horse, uh, heads the top of the market for that. And Felix, he's just in behind. I think Felix might might get the better of uh, better of Father of Jazz in that. I've been impressed with how he's uh, improved on the All Weather this season. Uh, he's beat Bangkok, and he was behind Bangkok in the Derby trial last time. Um, Forrest De- Dean's a horse who I'm expecting will dictate the tempo uh, and hopefully set the race up for Felix. And there's the uh, Heaver Sprint, which she's the return of Moss Gill. If she, uh, um, he. he, sorry, did I say she? For some reason, I don't know why I said that. But if if he finds the third of the Nunthorpe, uh, I think he'll go well there. And of course, on Sunday, we're completely blank this race, and I've only just realised now uh, the National Spirits on Sunday at Fontwell. Yeah, I say I, I were only just about going to touch on it because we don't have prices or debts yet. But surely if McFabulous turns up, he's the one to beat. Molly, all his wishes, he's jocked up. So is Bally Andy. Uh, I think brewing up a storm. I, I read an interview with Ollie Murphy. He's coming here as well. But yeah, I think McFabulous is he's a Grade One quality animal nowadays, and he should be winning this. Definitely. On route to winning the Adriano, which he will do. Definitely. And reserve tanks in this back over hurdles, which I'm looking forward to see. Yeah, definitely. Good good shout there, mate. Nice. Oh, Nate's one in the Heaver Sprint Stakes as well. He ran midweek as well, finishing finishing fourth. But we all love a bit of ornate on this podcast. And yeah, nothing nothing else particularly to I was just going to talk about the other graded races at Fairy House, briefly to Hoopoos in a juvenile hurdle. And the Red Mills, which we mentioned last weekend. That's happening this weekend now. Rearranged Jason the Militant and Petit Mouchoir, the star names there. Jim, RTR nap time. Uh, what are you going to say? God, this is painful. There's nothing I really think is nap material. Um, no. We have three reserves. <laughs> but then three reserves could turn out to all to be winners. Gal Laws, I think, has got the best chance of all of our fancies at the weekend. I think he'll go very, very close. Um, my next best will come in the winter derby with Felix. I think proven form against the improver. Um, Father of Jazz still has to improve to get past Felix. And hopefully Forrest of Dean, because a decent enough tempo up front with Johnny Drama, uh, to set the race up for him. And... Sunday McFabulous if he turns up I think he'll just win it's a really non-confident selection this weekend but it's it's the build up to Cheltenham and there's none of the the good ones out well not in that aspect that's harsh the good ones <laughs> so I realised that was awful before I said but none of the Cheltenham contenders are out this weekend but it's still a nice weekend of graded action uh I think he's, I don't, I don't want to double nap and say about Fabulous because that's boring because he'll probably go off on top. We haven't double napped him though, he's not my nap. Oh, fair enough then. Well, I'm not going to nap him anyway, but he probably is the likeliest winner of the weekend. Uh, and I'm going to nap a race at Kempton that we haven't talked about. Ooh. Surely there is juice in my ways, Markov 1, 2, 6. 
And surely allowing him to travel around too far at Kempton and just kind of lobble on the big unit that he is must see him to best effect. I'm convinced his horse is better than 126 when things go his way. And I can see the race suiting him. I'm not sure it's the deepest race as awake at midnight and Captain Blackpool are above him in the market. Uh, it's, it's a very, very compressed handicap, you know. My way is number six, and he's carrying one pound below number one. Uh, and taking these off level weights, he's the best horse in it, in my opinion. So that's who I'd be going for. The nap is my way. Uh, next best, boringly tritonic. I think he's just going to be a very, very good hurdler. Sort of might be winning national spirit in the future. In time, I'd prefer him to see him over two and a half miles, but you can't always get what you want. And let me find something maybe a little bit clever that I know to doubt. You see, I was I was half toying with putting Jungair up in the novice chase at Ferios, but that's so boring as well, isn't it? Putting up the favourite in a five-runner novice chase. And what's the point of listening to me? Your grandma <laughs> can tell you that. Uh, let's say let's say Aso each way. Maybe a little bit sentimental, but I, I really think he should go well at Kempton this weekend. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Say, say Mark has a really good run behind the smart horse in two for goal last time out, and he very, very nearly beat two for goal. That was David Bass at his best on board uh, the, the Kim Bailey horse. So, yeah, Team A, so. Fair enough. But I'll still brag if, I'll still say I picked the winner if Captain Norr wins. <laughs> <laughs> you massive bottom job. Uh no, like I say, it's going to be Charlton and Pret. Now, we're not sure whether we'll bring you a weekend preview next week. Uh, depends on what's happening. Depends on uh, how far into arranging the Charlton stuff we are. It'll really depend on the decks and we'll, we'll have a look and decide whether it's worth talking about. Uh, we've got some really, really fun things coming up as well. We might have a bonus sponsor for the Charlton Festival that will uh, be announced when all is revealed. Hopefully, that'll be in the next few days, so keep an eye out. Thanks to Jim for being here. Every week, and thank you very much for hosting, Lewis, and thanks once again to Rating the Races. As always, well done. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, thanks to you for listening as well. Bless up, everyone, and we'll see you all soon. Brap, brap, brap. See you soon. Stay safe. <laughs>